Good evening, brothers and sisters. What, what, what a, a beautiful thing we, we did there in enthroning the book of the Gospels here in our assembly on this special Word of God Sunday as put forth by Pope Francis. This is our first year celebrating that and we'll touch on it a little bit more as we, as we get into the homily, but we are certainly blessed. Friday I had the opportunity, uh, the blessing I should say, to, to be able to preach to the school children at the, at the uh, school mass Friday morning. I've been very blessed to be present with the children more times than not uh, in my semi-brief time of being ordained, but it's uh, something that I, I treasure as, as much as anything that I've been called to do as a deacon. And I started that homily Friday with a very simple message, but one that I wanted the children to hear. And it was simply that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And I think it was received very well. And that's the beautiful thing about children. They have that ability, as Jesus pointed out himself to us, to act on faith. They have an open heart. They have very little if no agenda. They have no trouble accepting the fact that they are blessed creatures of God and that God does in fact love them. Sometimes as adults, it's a little bit harder for us as we progress on in age and in the world and uh, filters are installed in us and we have the pressures of work and family and friends and th things going right and wrong and all the things that we deal with. And sometimes it becomes a little cloudier for us, at least it can for me, to, to think about the simple pure fact that Jesus loves us. And what does that really mean? All the things that go along with that. Because Jesus loves us, Jesus calls us. He calls us to activity. He calls us to communion with him. He calls us to communion with our brothers and sisters. And he calls us to great things. Now, when you tell a young child, and especially a young child like a kindergartner or something along those lines, Jesus loves you, that may be all the call from Jesus that they need to hear at this point in time. But certainly, we have more of a call as we get older, don't we? We, we, we need to hear more about the love Jesus has for us and where it leads us and what it all means. And you know, you know they're getting into the gospel tonight. We have a great example of people responding to Jesus's call, don't we? We see the four that would become apostles, four, four of the 12, uh, respond immediately to Jesus's call. It says they, they dropped their nets. They were fishermen, so they dropped their nets. They dropped what, what they depend on for, for their livelihood and for the support of their families. They dropped their security and followed Jesus. They heard his call and they accepted it into their hearts. They accepted Jesus's love. They responded to the call with zero hesitation. What an amazing example. And it does, it, it gives us pause to think about what, what nets might we be holding on to? What nets do we need to drop? We all have something that we can let go of to, to open ourselves more fully to the call that is most certainly there from Jesus Christ. Yesterday was the, the feast or the memorial of the conversion of St. Paul. This is another example of somebody responding to God's call, but in sort of a different way. So we have a couple of varying examples here between the apostles and St. Paul. St. Paul was a persecutor of the early church. He oversaw the stoning, or he watched over the 
outer garments of the stoners of St. Stephen, one of the first deacons and the first recorded martyr of the church. Uh, certainly Christ was calling him, but Paul wasn't listening. Uh, he finally did listen though, when he was struck to the ground on his way to Damascus to carry out more persecution of the early church. And he was asked, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And he was struck blind. And that gave him time to think about things and to hear God's call. And boy, did he respond, didn't he? He became one of the foundations of the church along with St. Peter. And he carried the message to the Gentiles. And he, uh, he was a great apostle and is credited with the writing of most of the New Testament. So we see, we see two examples of answering the call here between the, early, the first apostles and then St. Paul. And we might ask ourselves, where do we fall in that mix? How do we respond to God's call? Are we quick to do it? Uh, do we hear it at all? Or do, or do we push it out of our minds and does it take a while? Does it take like a, a road to Damascus moment for us to be struck blind and knocked to the ground before we hear what Jesus, so to speak, before we hear what Jesus is asking of us? Uh, when you look, when, when, when we look at this book of the gospels here, uh, this reminds us once again of a way that Jesus calls us. Pope Francis uh, has felt it very important for us to go back and, and look at where we are with the Bible and, and assess where we are and to, to keep it very prominent in our lives. And you know, as somebody who was not raised Catholic, I was privy to uh, all of the rumors about how Catholics, Catholics don't follow the Bible, Catholics don't know the Bible, the Bible's not important to them. And boy, that couldn't be farther from the truth, could it, brothers and sisters? For starters, just as an interesting point, we, we surely know that it was our bishops who sat in some four councils over a 60 or 70 year period and finalized the Bible canon that, that the world uses. So we have that going for us and that's pretty awesome. And we also, uh, another interesting point would be that, you know, when you, if we make it to mass just every Sunday and every holy day of obligation and major feast day throughout the year, in three years time, we will have consumed roughly just under 90% of the Bible in that three year period. So we lean very heavily on scripture in our, in our liturgy, and we should be leaning on it in our personal lives as well, because Christ's call is certainly found in those scriptures. Once again, as adults, we need to know a little bit more. We, we certainly need to be reminded that Jesus loves us, but we need to know a little bit more what that looks like and what is expected of us in return. What are we called to do with that love? And there is nothing like sacred, sacred scripture to keep us on track when it comes to this subject. What a beautiful thing. Another thing that we can think about in terms of, of the call are, are the many things that we have here as members of St. Margaret Mary and as a Catholic church in general. Um, we have so many things reaching out to us, offering us opportunities to become deeper engaged in participation in the body of Christ. And I would say I'd like to, I've got it here somewhere. <laughs> We've got this week's bulletin. Brothers and sisters, the call of God is in these pages. We are being called to so many things in this bulletin. And Father Walsh has mentioned to us many times, please take a bulletin and please don't leave it on the pew. This is one week to not leave it on the pew. If you open this up, there are opportunities to meet with one another and discuss the Bible. There are, there are invitations to ministry. There, there are, are, are social events. 
so many things that we're being called to here and given an opportunity to engage in activity that will, that will open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to that ongoing call from Jesus Christ. And one that really sticks out to me that, I just, that I'd like to feature tonight is on page 11, and it, 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 it reads, Curcio, looking to enrich your faith. Brothers and sisters, I know most of us have surely heard about Curcio, and many of us in the room have experienced Curcio. This is a, a, something that our pastor firmly believes in, and it's something that I, that I believe in because of the experience that it's been for myself and my family and those that I know. It's a beautiful thing, and I can tell you from my experience, I was encouraged, let's say, to do Curcio a number of times, and I, I kept putting it off. I didn't think that I needed it. I, I was too smart for it, I suppose. I, I felt like I could do it some other time or it wasn't important. And then finally, I did, and, and my wife and I did, and it, it is a complete game changer, brothers and sisters. I think of it as a radical encounter with Jesus Christ. It's three days that you can unplug from this world that's constantly looking for your attention, that's constantly drowning out God's call and trying to replace it with every other call out there. The, 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 the call of daily pressures, the call of demands, the call of, of enjoy, uh, enjoyment and recreation, whatever the case might be, all the things that take us from, from taking that quiet time to hear Jesus in our life and to see what he expects of us. I, I beg you to prayerfully consider this opportunity. It's coming up in April. The men go on one weekend for a few nights. The women go two weeks later. It is a beautiful, beautiful experience that you and your family will never regret. So please look at that, and please feel free to reach out to each and every one of us. And there are so many other ways. That's just one that I, I would like to feature tonight. So I would, in closing, I'd also like to mention something else that Father, Father Walsh mentioned on the baptism of the Lord in his homily. He made an interesting point. He said, the call is not a one-time thing. The call is an ongoing conversation. So here we've all answered the call to some extent, have we not? We're here together. We're in communion here tonight at St. Margaret Mary. We're about to receive the sacrament. We, we share so much together. So we're already answering calls. And we're already here in the room and we have that hour or so to hear Christ in a very special way, to hear the word of God, to feel him in the room in the real presence. What a beautiful thing. But we're called to more. We're always called to more. It's an ongoing conversation. We're all called to magnificence. Jesus is sitting on either side of each and every one of us in the room. We are all the body of Christ and we are called to great things. What does he have in store for us? What is he asking us to drop our nets and do? We all have an answer to that and, we, and only we can answer it. We have to prayerfully discern it and consider it. So let's do that and may the conversation continue. Amen.